Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business, and I have with me today Per Schoforce, who is an expert in an unusual area of sampling and doing research with marketplaces. I've asked him to come on the show today to talk about his writing process that he goes through in preparing the content that he disseminates. Welcome to the show, Pear. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Pat, and thank you for having me. Um, uh, ho- hopefully, I can share some, some insights in, in how, how I go about doing, doing writing and telling stories and so forth. Well, first of all, can you tell our listener about the area of your business so that we have some context when we hear more about your writing process? Okay, thank you. Um, well, what, <laughs> what, uh, what we do in my, in my company is, is uh, give advice on, on how to price uh, products or services. And, and this advice comes from price-specific market research. And um, we have a process that I developed, and, and, and the process stems from my frustration in, in running companies that I've done. I run a couple of companies in Europe and a couple of companies here in the States once I moved here. And um, in those companies, we did experiments with pricing. Some of those experiments were hugely successful, like next quarter revenues are up 25%. And some of those experiments were complete duds. And what I had learned in business school and could read about pricing was so academic that it was really useless. We couldn't use that information to figure out why some of those experiments worked and others did not. So eventually I decided to set up a process that would make every pricing experiment a success. And and that's the process we're using. And in short, it's about measuring willingness to pay and then correlate that willingness to pay with all different attributes about the buyer and the seller and the product or the service. That's a very data-driven approach compared to saying, well, I think we'll make our product $9.97 and see how it flies. Um, yes, you may say so. <laughs> the, the, um, the, uh, it's, it's, I, I, obviously I'm in love with my business as, as one should be. Um, but it's, it's, uh, let me tell you a story about that, okay? Um, I spoke to this, this, this CEO of a SaaS company, and, and he, he said, our price is um, $160 per month for our service. And it's a price that really feels good, but I don't really know. Maybe we should have been 99. Maybe we should have been 500. I don't know, but $160 feels the right price. That is not the way to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is not. I mean, because he, he, he is guaranteed leaving enormous amount of money on the table. He can most likely double his revenue by pricing right. So that's a, a mistake, a common mistake. Yes, that's more the intuition, like checking the crystal ball and saying, 160, feels good, light shining, think we'll do that. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned crystal ball because I had another another client who said he didn't want to engage us. And the way he said that is that he said, my crystal ball is better than your science. Oh, now that's an interesting assertion. Yes. <laughs> I bet the hair on your neck went right up. And went, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, it was, uh, and he had a really interesting, very innovative product. So he... he he, he, again, he left money on the table, guaranteed. Yeah. So, Obviously, you've been spending a fair amount of time helping people in the marketplace understanding what you have to offer, the services that you provide, the benefits, the values. How have you used your writing skills to help craft those marketing messages? Can you tell us a little more about that? Well, first of all, I think it's in... in as you already heard, I want to deliver my message as stories. I think, you know, I, the, 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 um, you know ever since the pre-Stone Age, uh, storage, stories is, is how you, how you delivered, um, um, you know, information from one generation to the next generation. So we are so hardwired to understand and appreciate stories as opposed to information, dry information. And... <clears throat> So all my writing, uh, uh, my book is 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 all about stories. Um, the the, uh, the 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 all the articles, and I, I write quite a few articles and publish them, and 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 blog posts and so forth. They're all about stories, because stories is what people want to hear. I. It's sort of I, it's sort of funny. I think the the what one experience I have is is you talk to somebody on the phone or on the zoom call or whatever. And, and, and you see that, you know, that somebody needs to go, you know, it's sort of end of a, end of a meeting. And then you ask, do you have time for a story? And they always say yes. <laughs> so I think that's because we love stories. We are hardwired to love stories. So, and, and, and <clears throat> the same when, when um, obviously I'm supporting the salespeople we have, but I'm out selling as well. And, 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 and in the same way, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use stories as much as I can to, to deliver the, the, the message of, of why people should engage me or my company, I should say. When you are using stories, do you think in terms of disguising the details or not revealing company names or are these all situations where it's okay to share that kind of information? Um, it kind of dis it depends on what uh, um, what the story is and, and who the receiver is. Sometimes it's appropriate to to to, to uh, mention the company name. Um, other times it's not, and then you have it's a judgment call. And um, um, the the obviously the story always gets stronger if you can do it, but you can't always do it. So. Especially when you have um, maybe people in a in a competing situation, you don't want to disclose anything about a, a uh, you know. First of all, you don't want to disclose anything that is confidential, but um, uh, at the same time, you, you don't want to disclose anything to a competitor, even if it's not confidential. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the book that you're writing. Tell us more about how you chose that topic and what process you're going through to write that book. Um, well, the book is, I've been focusing on pricing um, for the last 
14 years or so. And the book is a complete brain dump of everything I know. It is, it is, um, and there are a few books about pricing. There may be a dozen books and they all come from academia. I don't come from academia. I read a lot, as you can see from, from my background here, but I don't take an academic approach to pricing. And, um, and that's a huge difference. Um, I, I was actually um, interviewed by, by, by Yale Business Press here a couple of months ago because they wanted to hear about a, a, you know, an expert in pricing. And a couple of days ago, they sent me the draft of the article. There's a long article, maybe 25 pages or so. And it was all academical. It was, it was, it, 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 it was, it was written in a in such a way that that any, I mean, pricing is so um, crucial and so fundamental to every business, and yet the 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 information that was was shared in that uh, um, draft article was was the same theoretical information. That I, that I found when I took my MBA, you know, mm-hmm. and and so so I had another call with the guy and say you have to put in um, the practical pieces because that's what's going to make a difference from for 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 entrepreneurs who who's going to read this for business leaders for CEOs for CMOs. So, but the the the. Um, the book about pricing is a is built on stories. Um, everything is built on stories. Everything is built on how you can um, practically um, uh, use pricing in, in in a company to drive higher sales and higher revenues and higher profits. Um, and um, there is some academic background, but I, what I do is is that I, I translate that into. What does it mean in practice for a business? You have to be practical. It sounds like you're writing this book for your ideal client who would be in a position to hire you as a consulting company. Has, if that's true, and it sounds like it is from the way that your body gestures went, of course, Pat. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> Many authors struggle with how much they should put in a book because they are fearful that if they give away too much information, the buyer is not going to hire them. Did that dilemma pose itself to you as you're writing no. this book? No, I, I, I think it's, um, I, I think, yes, that may happen sometimes. But uh, I think the, the, the majority of potential readers would say, um, you know, wow! This is this is an this is a real expert, and this is this this is somebody who's 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 been in the trenches, who understands how to do this um, in 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 real companies, in real circumstances, and and it's it's uh, what do you say? There's a there's a saying something like uh, if you think it's uh, expensive to to do it yourself or something like that. Uh, no, if you think it's expensive to hire an expert. Think about how expensive it is to to hire an amateur, you know. <laughs> Reminds so. me of the time I dropped a ring in the sink and my husband took apart the little 
S-shaped pipe under the sink and couldn't put it back together. And we ended up hiring a plumber to come and fix the problem that was created by me to begin with and exacerbated by my husband. Well, we <laughs> you, you, you're not the only one having exactly the same <laughs> experience, and, and not only sinks. You know, I'm, when it comes to, to 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 practical hardware things like that, I'm completely useless. So um, I've learned the lesson several times, and and I always use experts because I know <laughs> it's going to always be more expensive if I get involved. Mm -hmm. So that's that's terrible. So, but I I. I, I but sort of going back to your, your question, I think it's a fear that a lot of writers have. And, and I, think it's, I think it's an unfounded fear. I think you have to, um, you have to uh, really come across as you know your craft, whatever the craft is. And, 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 and you do this by, um, by, by demonstrating over and over again the, the insights that you can deliver to the, um, to, to the reader. So. Mm-hmm. And, and also and, you're discussing the benefits of the methodology and the, the way the methodology works, but they can't replicate your methodology because of the software systems that are yeah. involved in what you offer. That's true. The, the, um, well, anything can be reverse engineered if you put a lot of resource on it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but obviously it's, it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot more cost effective to, to, to just hire us in that, if that, in that case, instead of, of, of replicating it, you know, or trying to replicate it. So, and that, I mean, that goes for almost all, um, uh, almost all companies. And, and, uh, but in another story, there's something out there called pricing software. This is, this is something that is used by companies that, um, have uh, lots of SKUs, um, many different channels maybe, and, and it sort of keep track. If we have 100,000 SKUs, uh, your Excel spreadsheet is not going to work. Um, so pricing software is, is, is helping uh, companies to manage their prices and so forth. And I was approached um, about six months ago uh, by this company local here to Los Angeles, who developed pricing software by themselves for their own use. Um, they, they, they sell uh, car parts and, and they, uh, uh, the, the CEO decided that we need software. And so they spent $9 million developing this software. And it's really good, but um, they could have had commercial software for a couple of hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> Um, so, so what's the point, you know, and, and that, you know, buy it, buy it or make it, you know, you, you, you're often, um, much better off by, by, by buying it as opposed to trying to make it yourself. Let's go back to your book. You came up with the idea, you know, your target market. How did you assemble your concepts to know what you wanted to write about and in what order? Okay, so what I always do when I write stuff, and or I should say lengthy stuff, is that I start with the table of context, and and so I know how to structure the book. Uh, I know how to what I should talk about and in which order 
that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and once I know that, I sort of I fill in the the, the white spaces between the uh, between the t- uh, chapter titles and sub chapter titles. That's that's how I always have done it, and and uh, uh, that's how I do it this 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 time again. Then then of course when you read the whole thing and you say okay maybe this chapter needs to go here instead of here and, and, and stuff like that. But, but it, it, it creates a framework that at least for me makes it a lot easier to, to extract from my head what I want to say in this book. I worked earlier this year with a woman uh, editing her book who had a whole bunch of ideas, but they were not in buckets or they were not grouped together. And what I learned to appreciate from that experience was that it was easy for me to look at her material and say, here's a chunk of chapters that all belong together. Did you always know how to order material in your brain or is this a skill that you learned? Because clearly you're not struggling with the same thing that she struggled with. Um, I think I, you know, I've I've been in business for a long time and a lot of in the a lot of the businesses i've been in we were selling um through proposals we did custom proposals and um and because we did custom proposals it needs to be structured in a in a certain way so i think um once i i i started to write the book i took the same approach and 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 uh, i had learned from from doing these proposals that can't really be be, be rambling you know that it has to have a structure that that is that sort of makes sense it sort of eases in the 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 um, um, the reader into into the content and and obviously like in all expert books I assume you need to you need to start with the basics um, so that they first know the basics so then you build on that and build up to to more and more expertise mm-hmm how much of the material are you writing from scratch and how much are you putting in the book that you can repurpose from other sources? Um, what I'm putting in the book is all uh, original material. Mm. Um, some of it will be repurposed in, in, in blog posts and, and, uh, um, and, and articles and, and, uh, and so forth. Uh, but what goes in the book is, is all, all original stuff. And where do you see this book housed? Are you planning to self-publish it, or are you planning to approach a publisher? Probably self-publish. Um, it, it, and the reason is simply that in, in, in what I've understood is that it, it, it takes it takes too long to get, a, get an agent and, and uh, you know, them shopping around your book uh, to several publishers. And, and a year later, you know, you may, you may want to, you know, you, you may be published or, or it may take a year to get a contract even, you know. Um, and, and I know this from, from I, I have several acquaintances that, that have published books and, and, and some have done it the, uh, the self-published way, other have done it, uh, sort of call it the traditional way. Um, and, um, and, and, I want to get this book out. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's taken me a long time to 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 uh, to write it because uh, I also have a business to to be engaged with, and I can't mm-hmm. sort of take three months off and just do the book. Um, 
so I want to get it off my chest and 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 I also want to use it of course as as a way of of creating interest in in what we do um, creating credibility which I know is one of the key aspects why you do books and why you do articles why you why you do blog posts because you you want to be you want to be seen as credible you have to be credible otherwise people don't want to do business with you and writing a book is certainly a hugely successful way of establishing your credibility. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's the, um, I, and again, I've, <laughs> I've talked to a legion of, of, um, of, of sort of one-man band consultants, if you like, and they say, I wrote a book and, and uh, people start calling me, you know. So um, even if they self-published, they, but just having that book makes a big, big difference. And you brought up a good point, Pear, because there used to be a stigma associated with self-publishing, but that has disappeared. No mm -hmm. one is really paying attention to whether this is the Showforce Publishing Company or it's Random House. Yep. It's still, for your business purposes, it's a book that shows your credibility and authority. Yeah, and, and obviously people who, 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 I mean, having just having the book is the first step. And Obviously, there's going to be many who who read this book and and uh, uh, and 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 then really understand the the the, the amount of of um, call it the resource and 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 capacity that needs to be and thoughts that needs to go into um, making uh, making pricing the right way. It's I mean going back to what you started off saying that the the you know just guessing is not it's very easy <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's also very costly <laughs> um because you leave tons of money on the table unless unless of course and this happens sometimes um you have dumb luck and you just happen to guess the right price um that is very unusual though how are you going to price your book <laughs> I haven't thought of that actually. <laughs> maybe there's some research there. Yeah, maybe we've actually done research on, on uh, we've done research on 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 the company. So we have done the same work that we do for our clients on 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 our company. And and obviously we found the same thing that 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 we find in in almost all our clients meaning that we were using suboptimal marketing messages. We were using suboptimal um, customer targeting. Um, we were using um, uh, suboptimal, we were pushing the suboptimal features and functions of our service. And of course our price was wrong. So now this is all, I mean, this is something we did only about a month ago. And um, so we, we have now corrected it. So, but, um, Isn't that but it, fascinating? It, it, it goes to show <laughs> that, that no, you know, that the process that we have worked for everybody. You know, that expression that the shoe cobbler's children don't have shoes. Yep. We always, uh, we're at risk. I think always of not applying what we know to our own businesses. Maybe mm -hmm. we get, blind to that and i think it's great that you use that methodical process and said let me check my own business yeah and see if i'm pricing it correctly people ask me um it's a um <clears throat> it's it's not uncommon 
for for potential clients to <clears throat> to ask um how do you i mean did you use your own process did, did, did you eat your own dog food to be more, more you know uh, yeah. and and um and now i can say yes you know? <laughs> so so it's, yeah, it's, it would it's, be a little hard to say oh no we didn't use our own process well the, in fact we actually used our we we did this like 5 or 6 years ago but uh-huh. it wasn't we didn't um we did it sort of with 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 our left hand it wasn't it wasn't as thorough as we would typically do it for a client and now we did it with the same detail and 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 insights as we would for a client and that made a big difference that's great so one more question um before i ask how our listeners can find out more about you mm-hmm. you mentioned you can't write full-time you have a business to run how yeah. are you fitting writing into your daily life or weekly life well i i i'm lucky enough to um if you want to say that to to suffer from insomnia so you know between 3 a.m and 6 a.m it's a is a good really good time to write for me so um hmm. so, house is quiet know, and it yeah no distractions no distractions and and um and uh it uh, it it's it's the time actually uh, early in the morning i i figured this out many years ago but um anything before lunch i can be effective after lunch forget it so when i stretch my day i have to stretch it in the in the beginning of the day and then when do you go to sleep at night um i don't sleep very much <laughs> but uh you know not not as much as i would like to sometimes so all right. I know that people listening to this program are going to be curious about your business and the services that you offer. What would be the best way for them to be able to find out more? So the business is called Atenga Insights. Uh, and um, uh, Atenga is, our website is atenga.com. Uh, and uh, Atenga is actually a, it's a, it's a Spanish word um, used in, in, in Latin America, meaning dependable. Hmm. And um, uh, so, so, so that's that's why we're using it. And um, uh, my Can you email. Spell that out for us, Per. A T E N G A. Just like it sounds, Atenga. Yeah. yeah. And we have um, I'm Per at Atenga dot com. P E R at Atenga dot com. Or you can write it hello at Atenga dot com, and it comes to me eventually too. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know, the, I think you've shared with us some great tips on the process that you follow with your writing process. And I'll summarize what I retained. The key thing that I think you talked about was writing your book for your ideal client and not being concerned about giving away too much because they cannot replicate what you do, but they will get insights as to the value of your services. Mm-hmm. You shared with us that your research is primarily in the area of helping people price their services correctly so that they're not relying on that infamous crystal ball and pulling numbers out of the air. And that often by not trying to do it yourself, you end up in the long run saving money because you can get into a project and get lost or screw it up like my husband screwed up the pipe under the sink. (laughs) 
uh, you create an outline for your book and then fill in the outline and the ability to order things in the outline comes from years of your experience in working in this um, part of writing proposals and knowing what order the information should be put into. And you're doing a lot of writing between the hours of three and six while the rest of us are snoring, as yeah. my husband tells me that I do. But you've got a, that shift of certainly if you've been up since three, anything after lunch is like the evening for you. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, it's just the way it is, you know. So, And it's um, key, I think, for everyone to know when they are most productive, when they're most creative, Yes. When those ideas start flowing, uh, you need to understand your own energy levels to figure out when is a good time to write and when is mm -hmm. a good time to do something less demanding, which might be proofreading or editing what you've sure. written. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Or yeah. doing the research to get the content together so mm -hmm. that you can write the chapter. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's very true. Perfect. All right, well, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. And thank you to you who's been listening to this interview with Herr Schoforce about the way that he's creating his book. Please stay tuned. Next week, we'll have a new guest, a new podcast, and would love to have you check out our website at patire.com. Thank you very much, for, Pat, for having me. And, and um, uh, I hope I could um, add some value to your, your, your programming and, and to the audience. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.